Good afternoon, Milligan University. This is Caleb Lehman. I'm your host with Behind the Curtains. And today and this afternoon, I have President Greer with me. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? Good. I'm doing very good. I want to thank you for, for coming in and just talking with me and You're welcome. Thanks, hearing for, your story. thanks for inviting me. Yeah, absolutely. I was, it's an honor to have you here. And uh, so I know that uh, you, uh, you're going to be retiring pretty soon. Is that right? Yes. Yes, I am. But about a year. year oh, from yeah? now. One year more year. Now. Cool. So you'll be retiring right as I exit school. All right. I'll hand you your diploma. <laughs> All right. I have the honor of being one of the very few <laughs> students that have the last one diploma. One of the last. One of the last. So how long have you been here at Milligan? <clears throat> well, I am finishing my 29th year this year at Milligan. So next year will be my 30th. Wow, that's so a, a long ni- time. It's a nice round number. Yeah, it is a long time. It's I'm sure it's longer than you've been around on the planet. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> yeah, I just turned 21 this past All right, January. Thank, yeah, thanks for letting me know that. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. So, so next year will be 30 years in total at Milligan, and my 13th as president. 13th as president. Yeah. So What was your position before you were so, president? Yeah. So that begs the question: What did I do before that? Well, uh, I came in '94 and was a professor of economics and finance. So I did that for 12 years, chaired the business program and helped get the MBA program started. And um, then I moved into administration and was vice president for advancement for five years. Okay. And then, then I moved into the presidency. Very cool. Yeah. Who, who was the president before you? Don Jeans was the president before me. He was the 14th president of Milligan. And uh, he was a great friend and great mentor and uh, did a wonderful job here. And it was an honor to, to follow him in the presidency. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that you had a good time transferring into presidency and learning under someone like him. Yeah, it was great. It was great. So we're hoping to do the same thing as we move forward. We've got uh, you know, a great team of people here and a lot of, a lot of and Milligan is, is a strong, uh, good institution great reputation and uh, I think I think we'll have a lot of interest in the position and uh, so I'm excited about where God will lead that process yeah have you decided who your uh, who your successor will be well that's not my decision to make uh, that is the board of trustees decision to make uh, they they will <clears throat> in fact in fact the uh, board met today and yesterday and uh, one of the things that got underway was the search process. Um, the, the search committee has now been established. We will most likely announce the membership of that committee next week. So I'm not quite ready to do that yet, but it's largely made up of trustees, but there are also faculty representatives, staff representatives, student uh, as well, and alumni represented on the committee. So we try to, try to include lots of different perspectives. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, a- so that should get started next week as far as the, the work. We had an organizational meeting today right after the board meetings and uh, just sort of got ourselves got – ourselves, I'm not actually on the search committee. Uh, I leave that, but I am a resource to the search committee. Uh, I, I know something about the job having had it for so long. And, uh, <laughs> so I'm happy to help them, help, help, happy to be a resource. But it uh, should get underway within the next couple of weeks, the, the search in earnest. Gotcha. So it'll take a, about a year to find someone? Well, you know, it could. It, it, we'll start soon, and um, <clears throat> ideally we'll have someone identified and the board will approve uh, by about this time next year. Uh, and because my, I, I will be on, on, you know, on the job through next summer, mm-hmm. and uh, we just want to have someone in place before, before the new school year starts. 
Right. So that was just a nice smooth transition. Exactly. 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 Yeah, I bet that's a bet that's pretty exciting. Well, it is. It is. I mean, it's Milligan is a place that is very near and dear to me and my family. Um, there's, some, there's something going on in my ear. I have no idea what that was. Something was happening. I, yeah. I, I didn't touch anything. That's weird. Uh, anyway, um, yeah, <clears throat> as I was saying, that. Milligan is a is a very near and dear place to to us. Um, I've, I've said it before. My grandfather went to Milligan. My mom went to Milligan. In the fi- my grandfather was here over a hundred years ago. Um, I played baseball here. Mm-hmm. My mom went here in the fifties. Uh, my wife and I met here in the eighties, um, and then our sons and their wives all graduated from Milligan. So we have lots of Milligan blood, and uh, care very, very much about this place and want to make sure it continues in good hands and stays on a good, steady course. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really, I'm really happy that uh, that you've been able to to be here for so long and to to guide Milligan through the the 30 years that you yeah. will have been here. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah. It's been it's been an honor. It's been an honor to serve, and we've accomplished a lot. I'm really pleased with the way we've been able to uh, stay focused on mission uh, and stay committed as a, as a Christian institution, but also flourish in ways and and ex, you know expand our programs and and diversify our curriculum in some important ways with uh, a lot of additional new programs. And I think that's helped us be resilient at a, at a time when a lot of people, uh, you know, a lot of people honestly kind of question the value of going going on to school and going on to college. Um, certainly, I think it's well worth the investment. And uh, I think we make the case every day when our students leave this place and, and go out into the world and our alumni are just doing so much good. Uh, and that's when been another great pleasure as president is to be able to see what our alumni are doing, right? And see it firsthand, and they they are making such a tremendous impact, and uh, that's what we're about. That's why that's why we're, we've been so committed to this place and this job. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the alumni are. I've seen like all kinds of stuff that that they do from scholarships to you know paying for things to help mm-hmm. students come here and, and learn and be able to to pay for their in, for their uh, tuition which is something I greatly appreciate oh, yeah. as well the the financial advocacy is is huge this financial support um, with with giving to Milligan with supporting scholarships giving to the endowment helping us build buildings and how you know places to house students and so forth but also in uh, hiring our students and uh, giving them internship opportunities and and working with them that way is uh, is, is really exciting to see uh, students al- alumni who value their experience here so much mm-hmm. that they they want to keep helping our students uh, have the same kind of experience. Yeah, I think I think that's awesome that they want to do that. that yeah. just the the generosity from them is is very heartwarming. It, yes, it is. So tell me, did did you? study here at Milligan. Oh yes. oh, yes. I graduated from here in 1985. I uh, was a business and accounting double major, and uh, my wife was an accounting major. She she graduated in, 86, in, in uh, 84, and uh, so, yeah, we, we, we met here, and our first date was a twerp date. I think they still have twerp week. And uh, oh yeah, yeah. So you know, you're, you're like you're like what is that? Well, yeah, I, I'm a commuter, so I don't uh, really know all the ins okay. and outs. Well, well, commuters should know about it too. Well, yeah. you know, twerp, <laughs> twerp week is that week where women invite or I guess ask guys out. And oh, it stands for the woman is required to pay. And then people don't even probably know that anymore. <laughs> but back in the day, that was a big deal. And uh, so so yeah, so our first date was a, a twerp date, and here we are, 36 years later, married. And, three grandkids 
That's so, awesome. Congratulations. So my, my, but the moral of the story is you need to be careful who you twerp because, you know, you could be with them a long time. Yeah, <laughs> that's fair. And, you know, it's funny you mentioned that with, like, how twerp works because my girlfriend made the first move, too. Ah, so, okay. Like, well, I, there you go. Yeah, it's like I had my own, yeah. my own twerp. Yeah. Oh, we got a phone call. There's a caller. There is a caller. Does that mean you ha- you answer it or did you just let it ring? I answer it. Hello, this is Milligan University. This is Caleb Lehman. You're on the line. But they hung up. Yeah. I don't oh. Know. oh. Oh. Hang on. No. There we go. Oh, there's someone. There we yeah. go. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the speakerphone wasn't working. So this this is a a, a local professor. Um, so uh, I have a question for Dr. Greer. Go ahead. And if I, I apologize if you've already asked this, I just was tuning in now. Um, so Dr. Greer, I'm curious as you look back, can you, if you had to name the top one or two legacies of your presidency. Um, how would you describe those? Wow. Well, that's that's a local professor. That's a really good. That's a real, <laughs> really good question. Uh, I think you're super local, by the way. Um, yeah, upstairs. But yeah, that's what. I, <laughs> that's what I thought. Um, you know, I think. I think. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pick on. I know I'm going to. I'm going to. Name, you just said one or two, but I'm going to name three that that I think are pretty important. Um, one is that I really am, am pleased with how we've been able to diversify our curriculum, but stay on mission at the pro, in the process. Uh, we've added programs that are driving enrollment and more students to Milligan, and it's not just about more students. It's about more impact. That Milligan has on the world, and so I, I think that's that's been huge. Um, I think transforming the residents' experience with the village, uh, and that happened early on in my presidency, and there's more to come. And I'm, I'm committed to helping finish that as chancellor. Um, that's one of the priorities. But so transforming that experience, uh, and then all of that leads to just sustainability. Sustainability of the institution. Um, we're on a f- more firm financial ground. The endowment's larger. The endowment has gone from about 16 million to over 50 million and th- that's that there's a lot of stability with that. It's not, it's not as big as it ought to be that I'd like it to be but it's gone the right direction. So that financial stability and, and uh, sustainability has been has been huge. But, but it all told, all of that bound together is really about the students and the student experience and and making it the best it can possibly be. And so that's what I'm most proud of. Thank you. Yeah, thanks for asking. Sure. Bye. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad that uh, I'm glad that you're able to to be to be involved in the way that you are with that with the the village and and just being being so in, involved here at Milligan, it really shows how much you care. Yeah, well, I, we we do, and you know, and, and I, mean, I could keep naming naming things. Certainly, uh, folding a manual Christian seminary into Milligan, and providing it with some sustainability and some some firmer foundation was was also big. Mm-hmm. That also enabled us to to add some of the programs that we added. We would not have been able to add engineering, for example, or the PA program had we not. Uh, brought in Emmanuel Christian Seminary, mm-hmm. so it helped us and it helped it helped them, and um, I think that's that took a, a lot of work, it took a lot of years to make all that happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it it really does characterize my presidency. 
Yeah, and, and engineering is is definitely like a really good trade to have. Actually, one of my uh, a friend I've made here, uh, you might know him. His name's uh, Al Western. He's actually he's, he's studying engineering okay. here yeah. at Milligan. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. Well, a lot of a lot of great students have come because of that. But uh, but again, it's it's been offered within the context of the Christian liberal arts, and mm-hmm. um, so no matter what a student comes here to study, that's central to who we are. Right. And and I'm I'm pleased that we've been able to preserve that and perpetuate that um, for sure yeah me too and we've done you know there's been a lot of other you know improvements here and there the 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 renovations we did to the student center a couple of years ago just made that space so much better and so much bigger and more useful uh, and more modern the new bookstore Uh, we did the the grill a couple of years before that Um, we've done lots of renovations across the street in the Emanuel building um, I don't know, just a lot of a lot of campus improvements um, here and there. The one thing I really want to f- I want to finish the village. I want to get the, I want to make sure that the village gets finished, and so that's that uh, is going to be a priority as I help the next president uh, raise funds and and so forth. But I had to conclude uh, concluded a long time ago. An institution like Milligan is never finished. There's always a next thing that need, that needs to be done and that you want to do, and um, if you try to get it all done. Before you retire, you'll never retire. Mm-hmm. Um, or, or if you if you run out of things to do, then the institution's not going anywhere. So, so at any rate, I think the 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 best thing we can do is pass the baton well to the next the next person uh, because that, that's what an institution like Milligan is about. All mm-hmm. of us, the the faculty, the students, the administrators, everybody, we're here for a time, and we 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 do the the best to our ability to to make it flourish. And fulfill its mission, and we pass the baton to the next people who keep it going. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's like it's like the church. You know, you're always striving to be better, and then when the time comes, you pass the torch to the next yeah. generation. And, and it's work that's never finished. Mm-hmm. That's right. Yeah, it's the never, work's never it's, finished. It's never, ever, ever finished. Yeah. What's something that uh, you're looking forward to? Uh, maybe that the the next president will will uh, renovate or or the next. Well, as I said, I, I you know I really want to help them help the next president. Uh, continue to improve the residency facilities and particularly finish the village and mm-hmm. maybe replace Webb. I think I said that to some folks the other day. Um, oh, even really? though I lived in Webb for four years and I liked it just fine. So, you know, what's wrong with it? But uh, <laughs> that's been a few years ago. So um, we, we want to see that happen. Uh, we've had a long-term goal of, of improving our athletic facilities a bit more. Uh, we're doing some work this, this summer itself on the field house. A brand new gym floor is going in right now and the locker rooms are being refurbished. Um, but there's more that we need to do. In particular, I'd like to have a track on campus. We have you know, a national championship cross-country and track team and no campus, no track on campus. So uh, I'd really like to have that, not just for the team, but for our students to be able to use. Right. Uh, so now that we acquired a significant number of acreage uh, summer, last summer, uh, we bought 120 acres adjacent oh, wow. to the campus, um, back beyond the, the village as it is now, uh, there's a lot of room to grow, and mm-hmm. uh, I think we could we could locate a, a track up there, pretty pretty readily. So that's a that's another priority to, yeah. to help the next president do. That'd be really cool to have a, a track team. Mm-hmm. Well, we have a team, but we need a track. Right, so. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So like the team's already in place. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm, I'm helping you out there because the team would take issue if you said we need a team. We oh, need a right. track yeah. for the team. That's right. I must have, <laughs> I must have misheard you. I'm sorry, but yeah, I think. Um, I think track is really fun just looking at it because I've always liked 
running you just like mm-hmm. see how fast you can go and honestly like it's entertaining just to see like how fast other people can other people go. go yeah so well they go a lot faster than me but it is fun <laughs> to watch do you think uh milligan will ever bring the football team back oh well you know we have flag football now so i right. guess that's the start that that i'll leave that decision up to the next person mm-hmm. uh, i don't i don't know if that if that's in Mill- milligan's future or not it's not something that I had a great interest in doing. There's a pretty significant impact on campus culture when you bring in a football team because a lot of people. Right. um, You know, a football team roster will be 100, 150 kids, uh, including support and everything. So that's that's a lot. And um, so that's just not been something that's been a priority of mine, Mm -hmm. but uh, or something I thought would necessarily be a good fit. But down the road, who knows? I I would never say never, Mm -hmm. but I will leave that to the next person to decide. I've heard that the last year we played, I can't remember what the last year was that uh, Milligan, the football team, was here, but I heard that we were undefeated our last year before they were uh, switched out. Well, I don't know if that's true or not. I know that we sold T-shirts in the bookstore, I think it's 1953, if if I remember right, um, because the T-shirt said undefeated since 1953. Mm -hmm. But I don't know that that means we were undefeated in 1953. Right. I, so I don't yeah. know. I don't want to jump to that conclusion. Yeah. No, I understand that. <laughs> What's but that a, was an interesting thing that we did. You know, that yeah. my first year as president, the UT football team used Milligan as its summer camp location. Oh, and, that's uh, cool. So that was an interesting thing that that happened. Uh, we had a contract with them. They wanted a place. I think they wanted to get all the football players away from their girlfriends mm-hmm. and distractions. Right. So. They came to, to to Milligan's campus. They thought that would be far away from Knoxville. It would be safe and quiet. And so we we, we did a lot of <clears throat> athletic facility improvements that year because the contract with them was pretty large. And they wrote us a pretty healthy check. And uh, with that, we, we did a lot of facility improvements. And it was a fantastic opportunity for us. And there were dozens and dozens of media people here on campus that week. Um, it's the only time that I've that I in my memory that Milligan's campus was closed to everyone. Ex- you had to show your ID to get onto campus. If you worked here, you had to show your ID to get onto campus. The security was tight, mm. and they had to run people out of the trees surrounding the soccer fields. That's where they did most of their practice. Uh. But UT fans are rabid. They're rabid fans, <laughs> right? And <clears throat> so they were here scoping out the team and you know scouting them out. And uh, there was a lot of security. And a lot of people here to protect them, and uh, so it was a it was a fascinating mm-hmm. week. Um, and they ate a lot of food. The food service cooked a lot of food. Somebody else is calling. Yeah, uh, but it was a fun week. Hello, this is ninety point five to UMC. You're on the line. Hi, Caleb. It's Professor Dolman again. Oh, it's the local professor again. It's the local professor again. <laughs> yes, I was just I, I was listening to the. Uh, talk about the football team and I just happened to stop in at the library and there's actually an exhibit on the main floor of about the football team and uh, just so just FYI I think it's I think I remember saying the football the last year football male I should say men's football was um, was in 1950-51 okay and I think the last game was a tie with what was then East Tennessee State Teachers College Six to six. So I think that was the last um, 
you know, men's football game from the Milligan, you know, Milligan's history. All right. Oh, wow. So, so there you go. Apparently, apparently that the, the, the uh, ETSU, or what was then, you know, East Tennessee Co- Teachers College in Milligan, that was a big annual rivalry and uh, that had gone back decades. And Milligan actually won more of those games than East Tennessee. Yeah, well, did. B- back in those back in those days, college football was pardon pardon the use of the the playing field pun here, but it was on a much more level playing field. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, the size of the school didn't matter very much. Right. And uh, football was football, and uh, a lot of you know small schools could play big schools and win. Yeah. And, uh, but it, it, soon after that, it began to separate, and the NCAA Division One kind of schools emerged and kind of left everyone else in the dust. So uh, that's where we are. Yeah, I think, didn't didn't something like that just happen this past season? I think, uh, what was it? Uh, I think UT had to play Vanderbilt, and I think Vanderbilt was, like, taunting us and saying that they were going to win. They, like, bet everything and put in all kinds of, like, you know, who's, just... Who's the us in that sentence? Uh, is the us being UT? Or yeah, like, oh, okay. yeah, sorry. I should have that's specified. a good clear... Um, yeah. Well, but they're both D1, so... That's true. You know, yeah. That's, yeah. Not, that's not quite the same. Yeah. <laughs> it's not the David and Goliath that... Uh, no, uh, we were talking about. Yeah, it's Goliath and Goliath's younger brother. Well, it's a, it's Goliath and then like a a wealthy Goliath or something. <laughs> yeah, well, wealthy Goliath. Hey, yeah, I, I'll, just, I'll just leave it at that. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. I just wanted to add my add my two cents. Well, thanks. And, and also, there's a I mean, there are a couple of displays over in the library. So here's the plug for the library on this one: is they've got a couple of uh, small displays over there that are kind of interesting. One's about Milligan football, and the other is about a, a world famous uh, historian who got his undergraduate at Milligan, and uh, so very, very famous and well respected historian um, is on display over there too. So that's my that's my plug, and now I'll let you have your show back. <laughs> <laughs> that's all right. Thanks, local professor. Yeah, I'm, I'm, you're very welcome. <laughs> I'm really glad you called in. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't know that. That's really cool. They have an exhibit for the for the football team. Yeah, I know. I hadn't been in there. I need to go. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I have to. I have to check that out sometime. Might be able to swing by here after after the show. Fair enough. Yeah. Do do uh, do you have a favorite sport? Well, it depends on what if I'm if I'm watching or if I'm playing because I like you know one of the things I want to do in re- in retirement is improve my golf game. Oh. So I, I like golf and I like watching golf. Yeah, so I'll hear, stick with that one. I hear there's a really cool um, field to play right by Cherokee Road, right? I think uh, the the highway leading up to Milligan. There's like a golf field right there. I think. Uh, I don't know. WMC ninety point five. You're on the line. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good. How are you? Good. Doing good. Who is this? This is Kristen Kwan. Hi, Kristen Kwan. Long time no see or hear from you. I know. How are you? I'm doing great. Congratulations on your almost retirement. It's coming up. It's coming up. Thanks. So I um, am actually on my way to a Taylor Swift concert. 
and um, sitting in traffic right now. So I was curious if you have a fa- favorite Taylor Swift song. <laughs> and then I also want to know what what your plans are for retirement, what you're going to do. <clears throat> no, I can tell you that I do not have a favorite Taylor <laughs> Swift song. So uh, I'll just leave it at that. And did you say, what am I planning to do? they're all your favorite. Well, right? that, yeah, I just love them all. I love them all. Um, <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> Your other question was, what am I going to do in retirement? Yeah. Is that what you said? Yeah. Well, the, ma- the main thing that I want to do is just have a little bit more flexibility of schedule. This job is pretty much a 24-7 gig. And um, it's, that's not to say that it, it, it's, I'm working all the time, every day, all the time. But you're always on. You know, no matter where you are, you're the president of Milligan. And... and um, there's just a lot of things that happen at weird hours, and it's, it's definitely not a nine-to-five job. No. So, and 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 we now have grandkids and kids that are that are that we would like to help more and be with more. So there's just some family th- things that we want to tend to and spend more time with, investing in these little these little new people, and uh, who, you know have the same last name as us. So we're we're kind of pas- passionate about them. Uh, and as I just said, I like to I like to improve my golf game. My wife and I would like to spend a little more time together, doing some things like that, playing golf and tennis, and traveling a bit. Um, that's just on our own. Uh, we travel a lot for Milligan, and and which is great. We love it. I don't don't hear me saying any, anything other than I, I I have loved my job. And I'm honored to have done it. But we're ready to gear down a bit, and um, we feel like we've accomplished a lot here, and it's time to invest in some other things. And so we just want to gear down. That's awesome. I love it. Thanks so much. Thank you. Enjoy the concert. Thanks, we will. <laughs> Hopefully, if we can get through uh, traffic. All right. Where's the concert? Where Where are you? Um. Well, it's in Atlanta. Ah, okay. So, oh. we're going through Knoxville right now, and it's... Uh, there's a lot of crashes, so yeah. hopefully we'll make it. Well, my uh, my three grandkids are in Knoxville, so if I were in Knoxville, I'd be zipping over to their house and giving them a big hug. Oh, fine. Well, <laughs> you will be able to do that soon, right? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Okay, well, thanks for your time, Dr. Greer. All right. Thanks, Kristen. All right. Be safe. Thanks. Bye. So and, you know, and one one question I was I was wondering as well is, um, have you always been local here at East Tennessee, or did you come from somewhere else before you came to school? Barely. I I I, uh, I was born in Banner Elk, North Carolina. Really? If you know, do you know where that is? I do. It's, yeah, we have some friends from there. All right. It's not it's not that far, but it's it's just in North Carolina. But that's 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 because Mountain City, Tennessee, did not have a hospital. Mm. So I grew up in Mountain City. Tennessee, which is about an hour. Mm-hmm. Are you familiar with Mountain City? I am. I have a good friend from there too. Okay. Okay. Well, um, I grew up in Mountain City. Uh, graduated from Johnson County High School in 1981, and then came to Milligan, and uh, that's where I met my wife Edwina, who has just been a great. And I should talk about her a little bit because she's just been a great partner in this job. I, I would not be able to have been as successful in this in this role were it not for her. She just does so much to help. And host and travel and just help me remember things and get where I'm supposed to be at the right time and, mm-hmm. and she's just great and she's and she leads our alumni tours that we do every year. We just got back from Egypt and had a great trip with 30 other Milligan alumni. It was a fantastic, fantastic trip. But um, 
but she came here from Elizabethtown, Kentucky, which is just south of Louisville. Mm-hmm. So um, she's not she's not local, but uh, has been ever since graduation from Milligan. Gotcha. That's yeah. really cool. I'm yeah. glad you're able to, to stay here in this area and be yeah. involved with that. Yep. And we plan to, to continue living here. I won't be here on campus every day and have an office as chancellor, but I will be uh, working with Milligan uh, hopefully for quite quite some time to come, helping the next president be successful uh, and raise funds and meet and greet people and so forth. But um, that it does mean we'll be moving out of the Milligan President's home, which is a pretty nice home. Oh yeah. If you've not been there, uh, it's it's a, it's a it was a gift to Milligan in 2013. That was another highlight of the of their time was the gift of that house. It was re- it's really a beautiful place. And we've added a large outdoor pavilion, and we host hundreds of people there a year for different events, dinners, and uh, receptions and things. Uh, so it's it's been a great blessing to us, to our role as president and first lady, and to and to Milligan to have that property. So, but we'll have to say goodbye to it so the new next president can move in and and do the same thing with it. Uh, so we're working on nesting a little bit, getting our retirement place ready. So right. uh, that's coming up. We're excited about that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of great memories in that home. Oh, there are. There are. Yep, for sure. So tell me about your trip to Egypt. That sounds awesome. Yeah. Well, we took. Th- we, there were 32 of us, um, and it's called the Milligan Alumni and Friends Tour. And we do one every year. Last year we went to Germany, Austria, and the Czech Republic. Oh, I'd love to go to Germany. And, uh, yeah, we saw um, last year it was the trip that we were supposed to take in 2020. Mm-hmm. Uh, but COVID kept that one from happening. Right. So they do the Passion Play every 10 years in Oberammergau, Germany. And uh, so this trip was built around that. So they did it in 22 instead of 20, uh, again, because of COVID. So we had about 30 people there as well. Uh, had a wonderful, wonderful trip last year. Um, took the time to go to um, the Bridge of Spies, if you're familiar with the um, – uh, Francis Gary Powers story at Milligan. The, he graduated from Milligan and then he became a U-2 pilot for the U.S. government, for the CIA. He was shot down over Russia in the like early 60s, I think, and was detained by Russia for quite some time, but then was swapped mm-hmm. for a Russian spy oh, okay. on this bridge near Berlin. And uh, we got to see the bridge. So we went to the, the bridge. And there's a movie about this, The Bridge of Spies with Tom Hanks. Yeah, I think, yeah, The Bridge of Spies so, title sounded familiar. Yeah. So anyway, that, that's not what you asked about, but that's where I went with this with this answer. Gotcha. Uh, but it was, a fa- it was a fabulous trip and something really cool, Milligan-related, that we got to do. This year, we went to Egypt with 32 folks. Um, started in Cairo. We were able to do a cruise down the Nile River for four or five nights and went to uh, Luxor and to Aswan and saw the Valley of the Kings and toured King Tut's tomb and the pyramids and all the things that you do. Um, We were within about 10 miles of the Sudan border, which now Sudan has been kind of blown up with a lot of tension, internal Mm. tension. Yeah. Uh, So it's not exactly the safest place to be right now. But a couple months ago, we were were there um, to see uh, some of the Egyptian ruins and temples and things, but it was a fabulous trip. We had a guide who I'm pretty sure that he had so much knowledge, it was as if he had actually witnessed the construction of the pyramids. He was so good. Oh, that's um, cool. So it was, a, it was a wonderful trip. We're planning the next ones. Uh, we're, we're hoping to take a group to Peru, um, if not this year, 
in a couple of years, we're planning a safari uh, in Kenya, I think. Um, and then we're also planning a trip to Greece and the Greek islands um, at some point. So those are probably the next three trips that will line up. And and that was you know one of the nice things that that the board was gracious to allow us to continue to do those as chancellor. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we've been doing them as president and first lady, but but now they're going to be the chancellor's responsibility. Right. So we're going to take the alumni on these trips um, going forward. But we've been a lot of great places, and there's nothing as as relationship building as traveling together. Mm-hmm. It, it really does um, build those relationships strongly. So uh, we're, we're looking forward to continuing that. So when you were in Cairo, did you by chance happen to locate the uh, the lost ark? <laughs> is, is that is that where it is? I thought it was in Washington, D.C. in a warehouse. <laughs> oh, that's fair. They might, have, they might have moved it. That's true. Well, yeah. That's the last place I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Did it? Did it? Did no, it still have it? No, but we did see. Know. But we did see an. Uh, there is an ark, or at least a. a, a, a I don't know, a, an air, a, a relic of some sort that mm-hmm. looks like an ark. that's supposedly the same size, mm-hmm. and it's in the Egyptian Museum in Cairo. Oh, so that's cool. So we did cool. see that, but I don't think it's the one Indiana Jones found. Oh, oh well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's really awesome. You got to, to like tour the pyramids and see King Tut's tomb. Yes. That's really cool. It was cool. It I was hope, cool. I hope they didn't lead you through any booby traps. No, no booby traps. The hieroglyphics, though, everywhere. The, the uh, art, artistry from that era is just stunning. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's, – every square inch just about is filled with some sort of carving. And uh, we had a guide who uh, could just – read it to us. I mean, he was able to just tell us what it all meant. And oh, that's awesome. It was, it was fantastic. He was a terrific guide. I would love to read hieroglyphics. That yeah. sounds really cool. Yeah. Like, seeing, like, you know, carvings and, and dead languages on on walls and actually being able to read them mm-hmm. is so cool. And he could. And he could. That's so awesome. I love that. Like, his... Wait, so you, you said you saw King Tut's tomb. And, right. And that one's in Cairo? No, that one is not in Cairo. That one is near Luxor. In the Valley of the Kings, oh, so there's okay. a lot of Egyptian tombs in that. And Luxor is sort of mid Egypt. Cairo's oh. north, Aswan is pretty far south, and Luxor is kind of in the middle. Okay. And um, so the Valley of the Kings is near there. Uh, got up at 4:15 in the morning uh, and had to get a little a little boat off of our cruise boat. Uh, it's not really a ship; it wasn't big enough to be a ship, but uh, this boat and we to cross the Nile and we we took a hot air balloon across the Valley of the Kings at sunrise and it was spectacular oh, it was wow. spectacular that sounds awesome yeah. being able to see that oh man sunrise in the in Egypt mm-hmm. that can't beat that no no it was incredible that's awesome and so you said the the future three trips were Peru and Peru uh, yeah, yeah Peru uh, Greece and the Greek Isles and then a, 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 a safari. Safari in Kenya. Yeah. You know, speaking of Kenya, I'm not sure if this is still true or not, um, but I have um, I have a friend of mine that I met here in my communications class when Dr. Uh, Bruce Montgomery was still here. Mm-hmm. And uh, so his name's uh, Ebenezer. He's from Ethiopia. Yeah. And he was telling me that Ethiopia and Kenya are the only two countries that have black lions. Really? Yeah, and he said that um, years ago, it was, I think, 
it was uh i forget like the exact title maybe like the last like emperor of ethiopia um in like his palace they actually used to have black lions as pets and they would like roam the castles and uh they used to ride them with nobles like horses and like take tours out on the safari on black lions hmm. I, I didn't know about those yeah, yeah i thought that was really cool that's new to, that's new information for me yeah because i i thought you know black lions is kind of like a, a rare like genetic thing like just kind of random i didn't know they was in that specific area so may, who knows maybe if you get to go uh see kenya you might see some see black, black lions maybe maybe yeah Looking and, forward to it. And for the Greek Isles, you planning to go see uh, Mars Hill and Athens and places like that? Been there. I've seen Mars Hill and Athens and the, the Acropolis. But, pro- yeah, well, I'm sure we'll go back there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah that, that's a place that I would I would love to, to go, just to, like to walk where Paul walked, you yeah. know, and to see, see all the well, things that he was, did. Well, that was one of the trips we did in, in a previous year was a Steps of Paul tour. And so we went to Corinth. We went to Athens. We went to Thessalonica. Um, we went around to Turkey. Um, so, and we saw this a lot of the, the places where uh, Paul had been. Mm-hmm. It was a, it was a great trip. Yeah. Uh, another one was to the that we took alumni to was the was the Holy Land through through Jerusalem, and or, or Israel rather, and including Jerusalem, and um, that was that was a terrific place to go. Yeah, that'd be that'd be amazing. So, I'd love to. So do all that. those you know again, those are all highlights of having been in this job and, and having uh, just been able to spend that kind of quality time with our alumni. Um, it's just it's just a blessing that that certainly I, I, I would never have necessarily expected but um, you know it's a job that I didn't necessarily ever expect either mm-hmm. I, I wasn't really intending to be Milligan's president when I came here to work as a professor I fully expected to teach uh, until I retired but um, you know God opened other doors and had, had other things for me to do so um, I've just tried my best to answer that call and uh, be responsive and uh, be a good steward. Mm-hmm. And what is it that you said you taught again when you were a professor here? I taught economics. Economics. Yeah, I taught economics, and uh, so that and that's that's probably why so much of what I think about comes back to stewardship because I, I've always tried to teach economics from the perspective of being a good steward with mm-hmm. resources. That's what being a good econ you know good economist wants to seeks to to do the most they can with what it is they have right. to do it with, and. Uh, um, it's called the constrained optimization problem, and uh, so that's that's that was my focus uh, when I talked. You're talking about economics must have generated a question. Yeah, maybe so. This is WMC ninety point five. You're on the line. Oh yes, I'm calling to um, ask Dr. Greer a few questions about our station. Go ahead. So, Dr. Greer, what do you think of our new format shift? Now, who, now who am I talking to, and what are we? T- what format are we talking about? Oh, I'm Clayton Hall. I'm the music director. I thought I would call in and ask you a few questions about our stations that you're on air. Okay. So, at the beginning of this year, we—I don't know how much you've listened to us—but we changed our format. So it used to be all contemporary Christian. But now we have alternative country with some Christian and CHR mixed in. How do you feel about the change? Hey, if your listeners like the change, then I'm all for it. You know your audience better than I do. So I'm all for it. Have you listened also have you listened to 
any of the programs on WUNC, including Caleb Blayman's Behind the Curtain program <laughs> before. I, I have to confess that I haven't had time to do that this year. I'm I don't have a lot of time to listen to the radio. I'm, I'm, I'm uh, you know, too busy doing the president thing at Milligan. Too many meetings. Yeah, uh, of those meetings, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Most of my life is around meetings. <laughs> Thank you for your time, Dr. Grant. Sure thing. You have a good one, Clayton. Have a nice day. You too. Yeah, Clayton, he's a great guy. He he's really helped us with the uh, being coming like a music director here right, at Milligan. Well, he's he's really helpful. Well, with the I have to, I have to confess though, I don't get a chance to listen to the radio very much, especially during the day, mm-hmm. uh, because you know I'm. I'm, meet, I'm meeting people yeah. or doing things. And frankly, I'm not even on campus that much. I, I don't get to spend as much time on campus um, as I probably like to uh, because a lot of the job requires me to be on the road, meeting people, visiting people, representing Milligan at different things. That's fair. So, yeah. How far have you gone in terms of the U.S. to represent Milligan? Like, What's like the furthest distance you've been? Well, I didn't go there to represent Milligan, but I have represented Milligan as far as Honolulu. Oh wow! Yeah, that's a ways away. That's a ways away. Uh, there's a there's a fabulous little Christian church in Honolulu, and uh, one of our former trustees, Roy Lawson, he was also a professor at Emmanuel. He he had a he preached there for a little while as mm-hmm. a fill in minister. Which you gotta admit, it's probably a pretty good gig for a guy who wants to fill in, you know, temporary pulpit uh, in in Honolulu. That's mm-hmm. a pretty nice place to go. But we were there just on a vacation and and went to that church. But while we were while we were there, it made a special arrangement to go to that church and and represent Milligan uh, to folks folks there. And we have a we have a few alumni in Hawaii and uh, you know to, to stop to visit. So um, that's probably the farthest in the U.S. Um, that and but that goes beyond continental mm-hmm. U.S. But Milligan has a lot of friends and supporters. We at, in on the West Coast as well. We were just in Oregon and Washington last week for a series of fundraising dinners on behalf of Emmanuel and Milligan. So um, spoke at three or four churches and met a lot of alums and raised some money and then came back. Yeah. So, yeah, that was why I, the first time I've ever missed Honors Convo was last week. And it was because the schedule of those trips were such that we had to be in Seattle, Portland, and Eugene mm-hmm. uh, on those days. Oh, yeah, they, they mentioned that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I hated that, but, it you know, that this goes with the territory. So, right. Uh, so we were there. Yeah, not much you can do about no, it. No. You know, my, uh, my older brother, he would love to visit Oregon. Uh, to he let's see to he said that um, I think he, he'd love to go to Oregon because there's a, a place from a TV show called Gravity Falls. Okay. Um, it's a the legend is that it's where like a lot of weird paranormal stuff happens and that they made, created the show around they even like put a few like actual things from the show in the forest in that particular part of Oregon so people will go out and find it. I think he'd love to go on a treasure hunt over there. I think. Uh... I think a lot of weird things happen in Oregon. Oh yeah, have in you, general. Have you seen weird things? Happen well, in I don't Oregon? know. I don't know that I have necessarily, but you know, it's a it's a it's a, it's, a, it's an interesting place. But it's beautiful mm-hmm. and great people, and they were super gracious and uh, and really kind. They've been longtime supporters of of the seminary in particular, 
Um, but we've also had a good bit of, a good number of students ourselves from from that neck of the woods. So yeah, it's it's great. It's a and it's a beautiful place. Oh, I bet it is. I'd I'd love to to like to see it for myself someday. Yeah, well, you should. It was a little foggy and rainy while we were there, so we didn't get to see a lot. Oh, but uh, but it's a beautiful place. Did um. Was was that your uh, was that your first time in uh, Pacific no. time? Oh no, 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 no! I've been there many times. Oh okay, gotcha. <laughs> yeah, because I I know that would throw me off, like going that far out to the West Coast and then being three hours yeah, well, ahead I of had, everyone. I had just been to uh, San Francisco just a few weeks ago. Uh, in fact, well, Jackie Stedman, the CFO here at Milligan's, uh, Chief Financial Officer, she and I went to a conference at the headquarters of Apple in Cupertino, California. So they have this big glass round corporate headquarters. And uh, so we were there for a couple days for a conference. Uh, but that was on the, just that was, I had gotten back from Egypt on Friday of that particular week, which is a seven hour difference between Cairo and here. And on Sunday I had to fly to San Francisco. So that was three more hour difference. So while I was in San Francisco, my body clock was really messed up. Oof. It I, was 10 hours off. I can only imagine. And um, so, yeah, it was, a little, it was pretty hard. Yeah, I, I remember I, I was a little messed up, too, um, when uh, we took a study abroad trip last year. And uh, I was able to go to England, France, and Italy. And it was weird traveling forward in time seven hours mm-hmm. to get to England. That was... That was a bit strange because, and it was like an overnight flight too. We left the airport like ten o'clock. Yeah, that's oh. that's pretty typical. So yeah, yeah, and then of course you know you got time passing by as you're going. And well, so. we did that. We flew that. We flew back from Portland on Sunday night, and it mm-hmm. was a it was a ten o'clock p.m. flight. So that's really one o'clock in the morning here, mm-hmm. and we got back home early that morning. So we were pretty pretty wiped out. Monday. I bet. But we made it. Commencement's tomorrow. So if, if I can make it if I can make it through commencement, I'll take a nap. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Almost there. It's a little little longer. That's right. So what what time is commencement tomorrow? Ten and two. Ten and two. That's right. Rehearsal soon. I was I was just looking at my calendar to make sure I'm not supposed to be somewhere else. But uh, yeah, commencement rehearsal is at three o'clock, I think. Three o'clock. No, two thirty. Two thirty. Two thirty. Well, we'll wrap up round two, so like you'll have, you'll have plenty of time uh, unless you need to. The no, lead. I'm Go good. Ahead. I'm good. Cool. You can have me till two. All right. Yeah, that's uh, that's awesome just to to see like the and the commencement is um is let's see yeah that, that's not the graduation right yeah that's, the, that's graduation okay because like in my mind the word commencement meant people coming in and like signing for but I guess that's, that's matriculation. Not Oh, that's the word. That's, that's matriculation. It. Matriculation. So you've got them backwards. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Com- commencement is uh, when you you're ending your time at Milligan, and I guess you're commencing the rest of your life. Oh, okay. So your post Milligan life. Yeah, I'm not too big on big words all the time. So sometimes people will say like a big word. I'm like, that's a big word. I have no idea oh, what that go. means. Like matriculation. I've never heard that one before, before I came to Milligan. Well, that's a long tradition. Oh, yeah? Long-standing tradition at Milligan. How, how did it start? Yeah, I, I don't have any idea. I mean, as, as far as as far as how it did at Milligan, I mean, it traces its self, its history back to 
centuries mm-hmm. ago when, when students would sign into the roster, sign into the register of the school that they were attending, and you were a matriculant when you did that. So we've, we've lifted that, that phrase and that word and, and used it at Milligan. Mm-hmm. Matriculation. I, I still remember mine when I was walking down. I'm mm-hmm. like, all right, I'm going to be indentured for four years. Well, so once I sign, not there's, so no, much. there's no going back. Not so much. But the, you know, the, the, the archives, does, they do keep those. Yeah. So we've got signatures of you know, thousands of students over the years, mm-hmm. uh, including mine and my wife's and my mom's and my grandfather's, I assume. I, I, don't, know how, I, you know, I don't know how far back they went. But, mm-hmm. uh, so your yeah, family has been, has been really like Milligan different yeah. through generations? Yeah. Yeah, that's really cool. That's awesome. I didn't. I didn't know that it went back. Went back that far for you. That far. Yeah. Yeah. My my grandfather was on the baseball team here. Uh, I've got a picture of that team from 1915. Oh wow. That's a that's one of my favorite pictures. Was he Was he drafted for World War One? Yeah. Well, no, no, he didn't. No, he didn't go into the war. I don't know what. I don't know. I don't. I don't really know what his immediate history after Milligan was. Um, But I do know he was here during that that window of time. Mm Hmm baseball team that's pretty cool yeah there, there's a lot of people here for the uh the sports scholarships here for basketball and baseball I'm pretty sure they were not probably they probably weren't scholarshipping at that time i'm not oh, sure how the, i'm not sure how the finances worked uh in 1915 <laughs> but i'm pretty sure it was different than it is now mm-hmm. yeah, that's true they, i keep forgetting like how long ago that that time was you know like you think about it now like 2023 well that's yeah 1915 is over a hundred years ago. Yeah. So yeah, we've come a long way since then. That's for sure. Yeah. That we, we used that picture in the. Um, I think it's I think it's reprinted in, that we did a hundred and fiftieth anniversary book mm-hmm. for uh, for Milligan, and I guess that's a, that's another that's another highlight. And I keep thinking of more, but uh, being able to celebrate Milligan's sesquicentennial. That's a big word. That is a big uh, word. Milligan's hundred and fiftieth anniversary was a was a a lot of fun and um, just a, a great, a great experience. And then a few years after that, we changed the name of the school from Milligan College to Milligan University. So that's another bit of legacy, I think. That um, uh, you know, I, I guess I can claim to have been Milligan College's last president and Milligan University's first president. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Not everybody can say that. No, not everybody can say right. that. I right. think it, I think it's really cool. And actually. It changed right as I got into school. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think like y'all had just changed it to Milligan University in June of 2020. It I was believe. 20. It was 20. That's right. Yeah, and then I came in came that in August. Fall. Okay. So yeah, I was like, oh, it's a university now. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was pretty cool because I, I was fully expecting you know just come in like you know Milligan College. Yeah. And then when y'all changed the name, I I I don't know why I just got really excited. Yeah. With, like the name change. Um, but yeah, I, I really, I've really enjoyed my time here at well, Milligan. It's, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a journey. It's been hard at times. I mean, you know, but every college is, but. And where are you from? Uh, well, I have a few different answers to that. Cause, uh, so I'm originally from Pennsylvania. Um, I was born about 20 minutes outside of Philly. Okay. And so my, my dad and my brother and I were like Eagles fans all the way. Um, but when I was two, we moved to Delaware, and we lived there for about 11 years. And then in 2015, my family and I moved here to Jonesboro, Tennessee, mm. and we've been here ever since. Okay. So I was really grateful for that because um, back in Delaware, my family and I, we were really struggling spiritually. 
uh, the congregation we were at was really, really small, and Dad was the preacher. We were the only men in the congregation. Um, so my dad and my brothers and I had to do everything. And it wasn't that we weren't willing to do that, but with Mom being the only woman who was willing to teach, she was always missing out on the Bible classes, and my dad and uh, my brothers and I, we didn't have any kids to grow up with in the church, so it was... It was really hard for yeah. us to grow, um, so we needed some change, and uh, Dad called up an old friend and asked for advice, and he was like, well, hey, why don't you come down to Tennessee and check it out? So we did, and we immediately fell in love with it, and it was it was awesome, and uh, we uh, came to uh, his friend's congregation, the Church Future to Christ, which is where we still attend today uh, behind ETSU. And uh, one of the elders of the congregation was actually a real estate agent, and he sold us the house that we currently right live on. in. So yeah, everything uh, everything fell into place the way it needed to, and we've we've been here ever since. And you graduate next May. I graduate next May, April, whenever the whenever the date is, right? Yeah. Next spring. Cool. Yeah, I've been, I've been surprised at how early we've been getting out in the summer, like the past this couple is, of years. Yeah, it's yeah. I I don't know exactly what. I'm not, I'm not sure how that came to be exactly. Mm-hmm. We you know we didn't intentionally shorten the semester per se but we did a few years ago look at other institutions and we wanted to kind of right size hours hours seemed to have crept mm-hmm. to be longer people were getting out quite a bit later than other schools and that was causing some problems uh, not just people didn't want to go that long but there were some issues with jobs and internships and teaching and different things right. so anyway we, we we adjusted and it seems the the number of I mean, the number of weeks for the fall and the spring are or days rather teaching days are almost the same exactly but it does seem like we're ending the spring semester just a little bit earlier Mm -hmm. than than we usually do at least last year and this year yeah because i think my freshman year uh i think that was the last year that we um we had winter break from early december to late january yeah and then the year after that um, it started getting earlier and earlier. And I was really confused because, uh, you know, being a, a college freshman, I was very not used to schedules changing like that. Right. Um, and my birthday is actually on January 10th. So uh, the last couple of years, school has started like right on my birthday. Right. And right. I was like, oh, right. oh, well, you know, it just works out like that sometimes. Um, but I have I have really enjoyed um, getting out earlier yeah. for the summer. I think that's something that... It, it does help folks with summer jobs and mm-hmm. and just have some, having having time off. Having oh, yeah. Break. Absolutely. So. Yeah, that's something I've really enjoyed, just having more time, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. This is, this is the earliest I think I've ever gotten out. I think last year it was like the first few days of May, I believe. I, yeah, I don't remember. Yeah. I trust you. Could yeah. be. <laughs> Could be. But I, I've heard... I think it was... Um, uh, the our local professor, Dr. Dahlman, uh, I think he said um, he believes it's because um, to 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 do that to give us a longer summer. Uh, I will I will admit that the past couple of years, when that started, it was a bit more difficult because you know after a 15 week semester and then having a 33 day break and then going right back at it for another 15 weeks it has it has been pretty challenging yeah. in the past couple of years but i think of course you know every, every time it gets it gets a little bit better so i think the the sophomore year was a bit more of a challenge you, you, you've been able you've been able to make it yeah i've been able to adapt a little bit well you came in 
too, in the midst of, of the COVID issues that, mm-hmm. that we had. You know, that I guess that's yet another memory. Again, when I think back over over the time, was um, just helping the team, the folks that we had leading Milligan through that uh, this, this this spring of twenty, and then the twenty twenty one school year in particular were just really hard. And mm-hmm. uh, I mean, there were some. To be honest, there were some really dark moments that that we were very concerned about how this was going to play out mm-hmm. from a, a student perspective, their abilities to be here, uh, how that was going to play out uh, in terms of financial impact on the school if if we didn't have kids here, and you know because we're t- we rely on students to be here to to pay tuition, right, and uh, and that way we can pay our faculty and all those things. So um, it was just hard. We just didn't know what was happening, and we kept planning. And I, I said, I've said many times that that uh, I learned that prayer uh, trumps planning mm-hmm. every time. And because we would plan and plan and plan, and then we'd have to replan because things would change. And but the one thing that we did all the time, through, all the through it, was was pray. And um, prayer saw us through. I think some some really challenging times. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the planning helped too, right? But, uh, but you yeah. know, you'd get you'd get down the road on a plan, and then you'd realize, oh, that's not that's not going to work. We need to shift. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, but it was it was some challenging moments, and and exhausting. Right. I so bet. Um, yeah. it's it's good to be past that, mm-hmm. and it's good to 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 have like that mindset where you plan to be prepared, but be okay with changing mm-hmm. when the plans change. Yeah. And I know, like like you said, the past couple of years have been filled with change. Yes, yeah, uh, with, absolutely. With COVID and, and changing like the schedules. And one, a big thing for me with, with change was when uh, Professor Major left. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure you're, you're, really, you're oh, yeah. really familiar with him. Sure. Um, yeah, I, I miss him. Like I, I love Professor Frances Saxon. I love that she's here. And I think she was saying that at one point she was really hoping that Professor Major would come back and be like an associate <coughs> uh, theater teacher with her. Um, but I know, like with his health declining, it was harder for him to yeah. to be here. Yeah. So, but yeah, I well, we've I had a lot him. of you know he's he's an example of of this, the sorts of folks who just gave their lives to to Milligan and to our students. Right. And, uh, that's that that's sort of a typical thing you know, mm-hmm. here. That uh, I mean, we've just had I mean, Tim Dillon just retired this year, and he's been here forty years, you know. And, uh, and I'm, I've been here thirty. You know, we've got lots of folks who have been here a long, 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 long time, and I think that's what makes Milligan so special. I think so too. You know, just being giving so much that time, and I know that Professor Major. I think he actually like founded the theater program here right or he was one of the founders well, you know i mean i would say the modern theater if you i don't i, I would i would not dare say i know i know enough about history mm-hmm. to know that when you say this is the greatest or biggest or whatever in history then you're probably just saying well i don't really know much about history yeah. um I, i'm sure there were there was theater before before but i think he certainly brought it into the into the to the what I'll call the modern age, uh, and then of course it was during his time that we built the Gregory Center, and uh, it moved theater to at Milligan to a whole nother level. Mm-hmm. But I was really delighted that that we could, as he as he did retire, that we were able to flesh out and it kind of expand the theater program by bringing in not just another theater director but also a technical theater person and a musical theater person and I just th- I think they're a great 
they have a great team and, and do great work. I think so, too. I, I just think it, it says a lot about our investment in the arts. It does. Yeah. And that's something I really appreciate about yeah. Milligan is the yeah. investment in the arts. Well, Dr. Greer, I want to thank you so much for coming in here to the radio You are station. welcome. Yeah. You are welcome. Yeah, I've really enjoyed sitting down and, yeah. and just talking with you about Milligan and your uh, history here. I and, can and talk about else. Milligan all day, but sadly, I can't because I have to go p- practice passing out diplomas. <laughs> I haven't passed out many, evidently, so I have to go practice that. Right. Well, I think they actually want people to practice walking across the stage so that uh, you know, okay. we won't trip up. Right. So, All right. Well, thanks for having me. Yes, sir. You have a good day. All right.